On my other podcast, I talk about this world being a simulation. So yesterday I was having a conversation with one of my friends about this world being a simulation. If you ever want a mindfuck, just (laughs) sit and have a conversation with me. Even when I'm sitting in the middle of a conversation, I literally fuck myself. Like, I I mindfuck myself. Like, I I don't... I don't, I don't know if it's possible to do that, but lately, more and more, I, 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 I literally like disassociate. And I imagine that if I'm having the same experience when I'm talking about these concepts, the people I'm talking to are as well. It, it, it is pretty trippy, but um, it's better than drugs <laughs> because you get, you get uh, there's no side effects except for the fact that you, you start to look at reality differently than the way you've been programmed to look at it. Anyway, um, so things that I can't necessarily talk about on the other podcast, kind of residuals, because the other podcast is more structured. Uh, You know, it's pre-written for the most part. And, you know, I want it to be more of a guide than sort of off the, you know, off the dome, like, script. Um, I I try to talk about here. So, like, the episode, for example, I talked about uh, Osmandia. And uh, Dr. Manhattan's, I start kind of going off on tangents about parallel multiverses and everything like that. So if you're like wondering, like, whoa, what is she talking about? It's because like there's this other half of me that really, really digs, you know, quantum physics and metaphysics and parallel, you know, universes and just like things that that change your perception of reality that make you question the your make you question your perception of reality. So. Anyway, while I'm having this conversation with this friend, um, you know, Kobe obviously just died. Um, I think it was on Sunday. And she was like, okay, well, if this is a simulation, you know, then why would, you know, can you please talk to me about what happened with Kobe? And, and you know, over, I think, across the country, um, you know, hearing that he died was just, like, shocking. I mean, I, I get it. Like, you know, we're all mortals and everything, and you obviously, we expect you know, more or less to die. But I think that for some reason, we don't expect people who are like mega famous and mega wealthy and, you know, well-known and well-liked to die at such a young age. We expect that, you know, if you've been blessed with all these other things that you're also going to be blessed with, you know, long life. And so when somebody dies and so young, you know, 41 and with their with their child who was even younger, 13, it kind of makes us all step back. And then it's not even just that, it's not the shock of it, but then we also start contemplating our own mortality. And so, this, you know, this friend of mine, like, it had really stayed with her. And so she started asking me about, about, you know, Kobe, why would you choose to die? And when does consciousness enter your body? And these are actually very great questions. And I love those kind of questions because then when you ask me, like, my brain, the way it works, like, it loves trying to find answers, you know? And so I, I almost, like leave the conversation but my brain just takes over and just starts spitting out answers and I'm, I'm not claiming I always have the answers I don't but when I don't have the answers I can quickly say you know what I, I don't know I, I'm not sure but when I do have the answers it's amazing what like I actually you know, say um and a lot of the times there, there aren't things that come to me on my own they tend to only come to me once I'm like in the middle of answering a question so she was saying like you know where's where's Kobe you know I said you got to look at Kobe as like a, a as a character as a persona, right? So if we're in a simulation, let's think like the Matrix, right? In the Matrix, um, I talk about this in the other podcasts briefly, but in the Matrix, you had the uh, Keanu Reeves character was playing uh, Neo, playing Thomas 
Anderson, right? So it's like one of those Russian doll things. It's like a persona inside of a persona inside of a persona. Like if you really think about it, if you want to break it down, there's somebody else with a different name who's playing as Keanu Reeves in this reality. You get it? So like, for example, like when you turn on TV and you watch like a drama or a movie or whatever, you find that most people, majority of people talk about these characters like they're living characters, right? Like, why would she do that, right? Like you're watching a movie and some character is like, you know, running and they fall. And then you go, oh, this dumbass, like every time these bitches running, they bitches always trip over nothing when they're running, right? Like always in a scary movie, somebody's running and they always trip over like air, right? And then of course the monster like falls upon them and then catches them or whatever. They have to scurry away. And then you always go like, why did this bitch fall? And it's funny when you watch movies with like a big group of people because they always have the reaction and like, they start criticizing the behaviors of the characters like they weren't fucking written that way. Like these aren't human beings. We're not watching a reality show, you know, of Jason, you know, Borges going out and killing people and it just happens to be a hidden camera, right? We react to the characters that we see as though these are real people that we're kind of gotten, we kind of like are watching, which obviously made me think like, okay, yo, if we're doing this with with what we see on TV, even though in the back of my mind and of our minds, we know that this is just a TV show. We, we know this is just a movie. You know, if we're extrapolating character, you know, uh, thoughts and desires and, and behaviors as though they aren't scripted characters, as though somebody didn't sit there, like a director didn't sit there and write the script, and, you know, choose the wardrobe and choose the plot and all that. Like we're not watching an actual movie and thus these characters are doing exactly what they've been written to do. It's like there's a part of our brain that doesn't, that just accepts everything we see as real. And I love that. I love that because that tells me that if we have that in our brain, that's in our brain for a reason. And I think that that reason is because we need to accept and apply that same sort of mentality to, um, well, the people that we interact with in our waking lives now, right? Which tells me, obviously, that then the people that we're interacting with are just as pre-written more or less than, you know, as the characters that we see, like in a TV show or in a movie or whatever, right? They're, they have they have a built-in persona, they have a built-in character name, they have built-in descriptions and things like that, you know. So, and we treat them as real the same way we treat what we watch in in a movie as real or a TV show as real. Like we forget momentary momentarily that they're just characters, you know, that are playing out. <laughs> specific roles or whatever and we react to it as 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 if it's real right and so there are like um you know, theoretical physics theoretical physicists that, that say you know time is not linear and of course we know um Albert Einstein who says time is uh relative um there are, there are people scientists and things of that nature that have and what i mean by things of that nature it means um also spiritual leaders um since the beginning of time that have said that time is a loop, you know, Lucretius, um, Stoics, things of that nature. They say time is not linear. It's a loop. And they also say that it's all happening at one time. They're like, time is just what we perceive it. So if you think of time as like all of time and all the events that happened, if you think of it as like a pre-recorded movie, right? In a DVD, you put it in, um, like a, like a CD-ROM or like, um, like a game ROM, right? Like a uh, a CD ROM for a game. You put it in, and then you go in, and it's like an MMORPG. And so, everything that can happen will happen is already kind of pre-programmed. And then you kind of put on like a VR helmet, and then you enter the game, 
right? And then you have these experiences that are more or less already pre-written. But to add on top of that, there's also the idea, and there's the mindset of parallel universes. So things in one, and I, and I look at parallel universes as like servers. That's the simplest way to explain it. Like in the game World of Warcraft, you know, you have kind of more or less the same uh, Orgrimmar in, across all the servers, but different things happen in the different Orgrimmars or different Stormwinds, you know, in, in across all the different servers. Just there, there are different people playing in there, and so different things are going to play out more or less in different ways. Main characters are going to, you know, higher level characters are going to behave in different ways as on one one server than they would in another server, and so that helps me deal with like a like like death. So like in this server, in this parallel universe, in our universe, you know, Kobe Bryant was always going to die at the age of forty one, right? And unfortunately. Um, for for us and our experience, so was his daughter, and we know that because that's exactly what happens happened. And I would argue that they knew that before they entered the game, right? Particularly Kobe. Um, what I said to my friend when I was talking to her, you know, she was like, you know, that's really tough. I said, okay, what's your favorite like action movie? And she said she loved the Avengers. I said, okay, so we know that. We know that Tony Stark at the end of the Avengers, he, he was always he was always slated more or less to die with that snap of his finger, you know, uh, uh, defending Earth and uh, destroying Thanos in the pro in the process, right? And I said, okay, so imagine yourself like a hundred years from now in the future in a futuristic society where um, Disney now has like a VR uh, theme park. So instead of you going and riding on rides, you actually go in. And you become the characters in their movies. And um, if you are a Disney representative and you're listening to this right now and you're like thinking, hey, this is a brilliant idea. I'll just let, just let you know this is a general, <laughs> January 31st, 2020. Send me my check. Okay. <laughs> Write me my check. Or actually, I don't even want to check. Like, I, I want to be part of this process. So uh, hit me up. Contact me. Uh, I'm full of this sort of idea. So, uh, you know. I, I want to be in on it just because I like shit test test the test the program on me. I think that would be dope. But anyway, imagine like a hundred years from now, Disney who owns like all the major characters, right? Which I feel like they're working towards that, um, <clears throat> towards wanting to own literally all the characters that exist ever. <laughs> anyway, so imagine a futuristic society that Disney is still around and they own you know all the main characters in every movie ever, and you go to Disneyland, but instead of just riding a ride, the ride is Tony Stark. So you get to put on this helmet and they like administer you some sort of like like a lozenge or something. And temporarily, while the lozenge is in your mouth, right? Or like, like say for two hours, right? It, uh, it causes you to suspend disbelief and it causes you to think that you are Tony Stark. So would you still play as Tony Stark knowing that at the end, you know, he's going to die the way he died and it was kind of kind of a horrible death or whatever, you know? I, I would guarantee you that a lot of people would. I mean, look, hey, if you know going in that you're going to have this great life and you're going to be Iron Man and things like that, um, of course, like, hell yeah, okay, yeah. So he dies at the end, but... Hey, he died killing Thanos, and and I mean, if you're gonna, if you have to go, we're all gonna die, right? Might as well have an epic death, kind of thing. 
Um, so of course, the majority of us would choose to come in knowing that before you go in, you you know that on some part, on some level, that it's just a game. And once he dies, you get to exit the game and kind of be like, oh my God, that was a cool ride. Right. And so that's what I'm kind of more or less saying that is happening now. And that's what our reality is. Right. So there are rules. You can't just go around killing people because if you do that, you're kind of affecting their gameplay. You know what I mean? You can't just be like, oh, I'm conscious, so I'm going to go hurt other people. Well, no, because then you're going to end up hurting yourself. There are rules. And you also can't hurt yourself in the sense of suicide because um, there are also rules. You can't damage their property, which is why we have so many rules against suicide in this reality. I mean, unless you're like old or like severely sick, which I think is... I think that that should be, that's not a problem because like if you're towards the end of your life and you can't really live, you know, the game fully and have the full experience, you should be allowed to exit the game. But other than that, you know, those are the two rules. Don't harm other people and don't harm yourself. It's, you know, just there's information out there that makes it so that life is not as um, difficult if you don't want to have like a super difficult experience. You just have to be willing to seek it out. Um, so I, I talk about this more in depth in my other podcast. Other podcast is called The Dark Oracle's Guide to the Multiverse. You type that in, I should pop up um, anywhere. But what I was saying is to her is that, yeah, Kobe died at 41 you know, years old on our Saturday or our Sunday here. But he was just a persona, right? And he exists as Kobe across all the multiverses. And so there's another multiverse where he never got on the helicopter. There's another multiverse where he lived, you know, to to his 80s or whatever, and then lived a very healthy life. You know, there are other parallel worlds where the same Kobe character exists. And whoever's playing him is just playing him in different ways. And so she said, well, what happened to the person that's playing Kobe? Well, they, you know, they logged, they logged out, you know. And maybe they're they've they've reset and they're playing him again, you know, but in a parallel universe, but just not in this one because he no longer exists in this reality, and so he can't enter back into this this universe or this server because he no longer exists. Um, and then she said, "You know, what about the the daughter?" And I said, "Well, more or less the same thing, you know. I I I it's harder for me to speak on you know young people passing because you know it's not something that." it's not something you could speak on that doesn't like trigger like emotional reactions, you know, like why would somebody choose? Well, I I don't know. You know what I mean? And the way I see it too, and that's what she asked me, my friend asked me, he's like, well, why would you choose to live a life where you um, suffer? And I I said, well, why would you choose to watch a, like a a movie like, like Saw, you know, like, why would you choose to watch a movie like Joker? Like to me, I'm never going to watch a Joker because I saw the previews and I just, I don't want that. I don't want that on my psyche. I don't, I don't want to see something like that, but billions of people, well, not billions, but millions of people want to see it. And and the movie made like billions of dollars. So clearly they're appealing to a demographic of people who, who like that. Um, so, you know, if, if what I'm saying is real and this really is a simulation, he had the opportunity to, you know, play with, her father and maybe you know that's maybe they're a father daughter couple in the sense of like and they enter the game together and they just wanted to play as Kobe and and kind of go through that and they knew that that was exit point yes she died in this reality but that was just the end of the persona just kind of like the death of Iron Man or whatever right in the game um or in all these movies where you see like a young person you know die or whatever like you can you can also ask ask that question okay well why why do we write characters 
to die in movies and in TV shows and things like that. Well, that's that's what that's just the that's the fate of the character. You know, don't ask me why. I'm not the one who's writing it, but it was written that way. You know, and the people who who and the consciousness had entered into Kobe and into his daughter chose to have the experience. You know that they had with the knowledge that it was going to end like that. I'm not saying that they chose the ending, right? So when I kind of link back to the Iron Man um, example, you know, when you go to this futuristic Disneyland, right, in the the future, and you can put the helmet on and play as Tony Stark, you're not the one choosing, you know, the death, the way he died or whatever. Um, It was already pre-written. And I would argue that they might even have other options too, where maybe you never become Iron Man and maybe you never save, save the world, you know, and you just stay in the log cabin and ha- you know and have the family experience as well. So they, there are options, and that's why I keep kind of talking about parallel universes. They are across the multiverse. There are different experiences for different personas, right? So for you know for for whatever reason you know they chose to have that experience, and and, and there is another in the parallel universe. There's another world where maybe Kobe doesn't become Kobe, you know, and maybe he meets Vanessa and they do still have the you know their four daughters but you know he's doing something else you know or maybe instead whenever he retired instead of okay I want to start this um community thing where he's doing where he was what he was doing in our reality he he takes a different route right and decides he wants to just work on movies or whatever full-time instead and just walks away from basketball and etc etc so you got to understand that there are a myriad of possible realities, like a multitude, an infinite, almost infinite amount of different realities that exist as probabilities, right? And we're just experiencing that one version where he did make these choices and that just happens to be the reality that we're in. And so the consciousness that was uploaded into Kobe Bryant and his daughter in our reality, you know, entered it moral, entered this world knowing that that was going to happen. The same way we enter, I entered this world knowing what's going to happen to me and chose to have the experience anyway, right? So clearly I would have, I would have seen some value regardless of what I've, what I've been through and how, how my life more or less ends. Anyway, I, I, I do de- delve more into it in my other podcast into kind of more detail um, episode by episode, breaking it down, and I talk about death, and I talk about quantum immortality. But I wanted to do uh, this episode just off the dome, kind of to like extrapolate on that for for people who maybe have an alternative perspective on reality and kind of wonder about that. So, yes, Kobe and his daughter, may they rest in peace, have passed away in our reality. But there's a part of me, a big part of me, that chooses to believe that yes, the persona of Kobe died in our reality, but. Obviously, that in in a parallel universe, you know, there's still a Kobe that got to live past the Sunday, um, and his daughter as well. And there's another world where Kobe lives to an old, you know, an old age and and has all these sort of great experiences. And the same thing, not just for somebody who's a celebrity and and well known, but you know, for people that you've lost, you know, that you know, members of your family, people that you've loved or whatever that have kind of passed on in this in this universe, right, in this reality, you know, their personas, right, their Thomas Anderson's, if that, if, you know, that's what I'm trying to say, right, in the movie The Matrix, right, they had Thomas Anderson, um, still kind of goes on. So you got to think uh, longitude and latitude. And what I mean by that is like, uh, 
on a, a latitudinal stage, you have this reality, you know, in parallel multiverses and then the long, longitudinal states. And you, you also think about like, you know, across the multiverse, right? And all the different people that are playing as you. So if your name is, um, like, like, let's go back to the movie, The Matrix. So The Matrix, at least from what we've seen, it's only dealing with one, one simulation, right? One Thomas Anderson. But I would argue on an, on an expanded uh, perspective, there was there is a different server and a different you know uh matrix there is a thomas anderson that didn't take the the took was it the blue pill i always get confused i think it was the red pill that wakes you up and the blue pill that puts you to sleep anyway there is another player who's hooked into the the machine who when he's presented that option decided to take the blue pill instead and so of course that's not that's not a story worth watching because he just goes back to being a programmer and whatever happens. Um, but we are watching the story of the one Thomas Anderson who did choose to um, take the red pill and to, and to wake up and kind of see that he's in the matrix. I hope that makes sense. You know what would have been great though, if they, if when they, but I, maybe they figured it'd probably be too confusing is when Thomas, like Keanu Reeves character in the simulation should have been played by like maybe like a woman or something right uh the thomas anderson thomas anderson so that when he unplugs and he's somebody else it kind of makes more like oh like you don't have to look like your your character like when he becomes neo or when he realizes he really is neo rather than thomas anderson it's like they don't have to parallel each other because then i think it makes the concept maybe a little bit easier to understand i don't know but jumanji is great uh, for doing that, because you can see like these characters like uh, Fridge and um, those kids, when they enter into the simulation, they become like The Rock and Kevin Hart and they have all these other personalities, which I was like, yeah, that, that's that's basically reality. That's life. Right. Um, the difference is, of course, they, they are aware that they're in a game, um, et cetera, et cetera. So that's my perspective on on Kobe and just just death in general. Um and uh you know if you if you want more of uh you know if you like oh this sounds interesting um check out the podcast it's called the dark oracle's guide to the multiverse i'm actually working on uh an audiobook that i'm going to release this uh closer towards the fall um where i i do take a lot of the stuff that i talk about in each chapter and i even go deeper and deeper um just so that it's like fully explanatory and because it's not going to be like off the dome like me talking it should be easier to follow because i'm going to sit and write it down but anyway that's that that those are my thoughts on kobe um i just you know he might i just look at it as okay he died and we're gonna miss him and it's a really sad story but there's a part of me that chooses to believe that you know this this great titan of our universe you know still exists he still exists out there you know and because time isn't linear and it's a loop you, he'll always exist you know it just that was the moment in which he died in our reality but he's still there and the person who played him still exists they're just they blocked off maybe come back as a different person um so you know that's how i see it anyway um thanks for listening take it easy